I God, I need to cut your hair so bad. I'm doing it just to piss you off. You? Uh, no, I'm not. I know you're not, and I, I, I feel, I feel bad when I tell people that are in my life outside of the salon. I'm like, you need to get your hair cut. Yeah, but you like to cut hair. I, I enjoy my people that I love the most looking. What if I wanted to grow it out? We need to talk about that. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> I do not think so. Okay, you and Jenny are gonna fight then. Well, I. Uh, okay. Well, <laughs> I. You <laughs> said of that tone. Um, please. I am concerned that uh, it would start an argument. No. Yes. You would be respectful. I would be respectful, and I, I'm, a, I'm afraid that what I would say might hurt somebody's feelings, and if it does hurt anybody's feelings, that it might hurt your feelings. Does it make me look like a chick? Yeah. 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 Let's. Yeah. Um. I would say when you when your face starts changing uh-huh. externally and in, internally after you've been on tea for a year plus, mm-hmm. then I would say let's talk about growing it out. Okay. Because I don't want to do something that's I don't want to grow it out very long. Like that's never been an envision a vision of mine. Well, that's fine. It's just like at this time right now. Yeah. But I mean, if it's not upsetting your gender dysmorphia then i mean like power to you i just really haven't been like it's not getting my hair list yeah i get it it's fine (laughs) it doesn't uh, it doesn't upset me in any sort of way i'm just like you're just concerned about uh how i'm perceived yeah because you're starting to look like when i first met you like a lesbian oh my god that was that was so good Uh, but i mean that's what and that's the tea everybody that's the tea i had something really validating happen at work (laughs) by the way i have to tell you about work go ahead go ahead it's just a quick it's a quickie it's a quick story oh you can take as long as you need the how people perceive me it reminded me of what happened something that happened so there was a group of people who i know came from the same cult or cult adjacent oh okay of the religious sect that my family was Uh from united pentecostal church for those of you who may not be familiar with that it's like apostolic um they kind of look amish but they're not (laughs) they kind of look mennonite but they're not um but I can spot one, spot somebody a mile away because it's ingrained in my brain, right? Yeah. So they come into the store. Uh-huh. I was ringing them out and I was worried that they were going to clock me as a girl, like a chick, uh-huh. but they didn't. Oh, And okay. the guy, Good. like the father of the of the family, uh-huh. he goes, thanks, bud. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. And I was oh like... <laughs> it's Pride Month. Do you understand how important that was to me? Thank you so much. Yes, but also it was even more validating because... It was someone from a religious sect that my family was from. Right. And so when he said that, I was just like, <laughs> But do, yes. you, do you think that he recognized you in any sort of way? Or no. do you? Okay. He was okay. from out of town. Okay. He didn't live in Fort Wayne, but he was from Michigan, okay. which is even stranger because that's where my family's from. Okay, good. So is it like just extra affirming? Yes. Of, okay. Okay. It was like basically like, huh. Okay. Like, if you I can, made it. Yeah. You know you, what I mean? Like. Yeah. If you can get them to believe, see you for who you who are, yeah. yeah, then you've you've made it. Yep. <laughs> Toe tap, man. Toe tap. Happy Pride Month. Happy Pride, y'all. Okay, so 
on Wednesday, I went to uh, the gym and then immediately after that went across the street to Lars's coffee shop to go get some water (laughs) (laughs) and the best um, water. And oh my God. So I got a 30 ounce uh, triple filtered uh, chilled with cubed ice water. (laughs) And um, his, one of his kids were like, oh, you guys are related? And knowing that there was another patron inside the cafe, I was not going to say what I wanted to say, which was obviously, I mean, we're both annoying as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know Melanie Martinez? Isn't that a designer? No, that is a singer. Anyway, so Melanie Martinez. <laughs> I'm going to Google She's it. amazing. Um, I stumbled upon her uh, like... The guy whose named was Nicholas that I dated before current Nicholas, he introduced me to um, her. And Nicholas, Nicholas now Nicholas, my forever Nicholas, we met shortly after that. But anyway, um, she has this song on there called, uh, she has a song called Sippy Cup on her first album, her first era, which is Crybaby, which is all about um, <clears throat> like her being a child and like all of her struggles as a child and all of her insecurities and stuff. And then she has like her second um, era, which is K through 12, which is all all of her high school. And then now she's doing her portals era, which is um, like this new creature that she has created for herself. And it's like a fairy and like all three eras are telling a story. So she has, she has like killed off Crybaby, and she's like, this is who I am now. Anyway. So she has, on her first album, uh, Crybaby, she has a song called Sippy Cup. And um, my favorite part about the size of that cup that I got from Lars's coffee shop for water was because shortly after that, I had to go drive down to Woodburn, which is outside of Fort Wayne, to go get medication for Dozer because his vet is outside of the big, uh, outside of the city, because outside of the city vets are cheaper. Um, mm-hmm. Medication is not, but um, that is where his vet is anyway. Um, so the lyrics to Melanie Martinez's Sippy Cup is uh, kids are still depressed when you dress them up and syrup is still syrup in a sippy cup. And so I use that cup. I have gotten very comfortable with peeing while I drive. And that 30 ounce cup is the best cup to piss in while you're driving. And so I was like, I was like thinking to myself and I was like, and urine is still urine in a pissy cup. You pee in a cup? While I'm driving? Yeah. Really? Yeah, just sometimes you got to go. Okay. You know? I'm just surprised. I'm not going to stop at some sketch gas station out out in the country. (laughs) In Woodburn. Uh, In Woodburn. Like, no offense to anybody who is out in Woodburn, because, like, I grew up out there in that area. I don't blame you. But, um, I mean, look at me. Yeah, I don't blame you. You know? A little uncomfortable, mm-hmm. even though the the past few times that I have, like they're nice, but still, like I would turn heads. I turn heads in a tiny town. Yeah. So happy pride. Happy. Happy, happy pride. pride. <laughs> oh, the way we said that at the same time <laughs> that sounded so good. I can't. Good. Yeah, good. I can't wait to hear that. Oh, hey, future Jaren, that was cool, right? <laughs> <laughs> we were like harmonizing there for a second. So uh, the reason why I wanted to record yesterday and get something on record was because I'm sure, again, we're recording on Thursday. I don't, when this comes out, we don't know what the news is going to be. But as of today, the submarine situation, okay, I was thinking about this yesterday. I have a a, a theory, because these are billionaires, right? Right. And they're going out into deep waters where, pe- I mean, people on TikTok are like, you would go out there knowing, like, 
but you are going to die. You are bolted into a submarine. It's being controlled by an off-brand X- Xbox or P- PlayStation <laughs> it looks controller. Like an Xbox controller. The the man who put all of this together did not put any money aside for safety. This wasn't tested. He said safety wasn't a concern or, excuse me, <laughs> safety wasn't like worth the money or whatever. I don't know. I don't want to be quoting this thing, but because I have been given a lot of information recently. But think about it. Obviously, these are not the richest people in the world because, like, Bezos and... Um, right, but they are billions. So there's a billionaire on right. board. Yeah. It's never great to, like, wish uh, or be celebratory of anybody's death. Yeah, because karma is a thing. Karma is a thing. And, you know, that is not what this world revolves around. We we, we are supposed to revolve around love. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we're always... <laughs> eat the rich. And then the ocean was like, <laughs> say less. The killer whales are like, mmm. Mm. Delicious. Delicious. Well, they obviously couldn't snack, but they probably watched it go down with snacking on some other people. (laughs) Right. So my theory is, is that this was all ployed and like they're actually alive and safe in like some bunker or whatever. Probably like, I mean, cash in the future is going to be worthless, which I want to talk about that too. Because Mm -hmm. I think that, again, this is all just a distraction because like, especially like the stuff with like the presidency and like who everybody's just all more concerned about like Trump's situation and like Biden becoming president when like there's like this Ukraine situation happening and the there are like negotiations within different companies, specifically China and Russia. And yeah, like, that's happened. That happened recently, like what, a couple days ago. Yeah. And so, um, that, and like, I don't have anything against foreign policy, foreign, um, nations by any means. And I know that we have like a lot of military stuff, state stations sanctioned mm-hmm. over in their area. Mm-hmm. But as of like recently, they've just, just started to break ground or bought the uh, bought the building or they're starting to build now a sanction over here in uh cuba which is like a territory of us of us Mm -hmm. so and you know like the pentagon sent a bunch of money over to ukraine to help them with the war and like that makes us look bad um Mm -hmm. but again like you know i think these people do need some help yeah so again maybe this is all just a distraction and these people are actually fine or if it's not a distraction and like they are alive in some like undisclosed location mm-hmm. right that has been portrayed in like movies and television before so like yeah wouldn't be surprised if like that's actually happening right now because again like rich people are just going to save their asses like why the fuck do people want to go to mars you know like they're just going to destroy that planet too mm-hmm. they're going to leave everybody behind nasa please just shoot it out of the sky and call it an accident yeah NASA, please. Sorry, that's karma too. Knock on wood. Three three Hail Marys. <laughs> I think it's thirteen. I don't know. <laughs> Who I wasn't Catholic. Knows? Me neither. <laughs> Somebody let us know. Write to us. Let us know. Or if they did die, like sorry, you had that coming. There was a video of uh, this girl who was like, I I finally just recently, I just found out that my roommate hasn't found hasn't heard about any of this. I don't know what the situation is going on with the roommate. She had a laptop in her in her lap, and she, I'm assuming of her age. She's probably a student. She's mm-hmm. again assuming here, right? right. I'm really pulling because, like, how do you how do you not know what's going on? Right. Um, that would be amazing to be that far away from social media to like not I had a peop- know about. A couple this. people who I worked with just found out about it today. 
Are you serious? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Well, the, she's like telling her roommate, she was like, this is a situation. Uh, six billionaires went down under five. sea to go. Five? There's only five people in there. A handful of billionaires. <laughs> some peeps. <laughs> some, some billionaires spent $250,000 to go down. And she goes, to, you spent that kind of money to die? Oh, yeah. Like, that's how, not, how even, not, that's not no. even a... It's pocket change to them. Oh, okay. So I, I saw a video today, mm-hmm. and this girl said, I took the average American income that is not a part of the elite and making all of this kind of money. So she goes, I'm going to take $40,000 and factor that with somebody who brings in a billion dollars. Mm-hmm. That $250,000 equals $10. Mm-hmm. I spent $10 in a pack of cigarettes today. Puts it in perspective, doesn't it? It is. That is so scary. Mm-hmm. And so disgusting. But anyway, if they're dead, that is awfully unfortunate. Um, the world needs <laughs> less billionaires. Some help. I think. See, I'm on the. I'm on a completely different, not completely different side than you are. But I think it did happen. But I think the media is just using it just to fuel distraction. I think yeah. that it. Like I think it did happen. I think they are dead. Yeah. But. Yeah, it's definitely a distraction. Yeah, it's definitely a possibility. Yeah. But my but, but also up until today, that was my theory. Yeah. Was that oh, they're fine. They're in a yeah, undisclosed okay. location. Gotcha. But again, like, you know, you, they found parts of it today, right? Yeah, they That's did. What you they told found me debris by the I think twenty one hundred feet, something okay. like that, but from the Titanic's bow. <laughs> oh they yeah. got close. Well okay. unless they were headed back. Well, if I don't know. If you can bring me back uh five full skeletons right. improved dna that those are not even skeletons i mean they're still they probably won't because if it's imploded it it's like a pop can when you squeeze a pop can that's what that is so it, it, the the air compressor then, failed and it su- literally sucked it like then until uh, until evidence is proven that these people are dead they're alive to me okay that's fair <laughs> I, all right i mean i want to believe everything right shouldn't believe everything but that's 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 I go back and forth on that whole thing. It's yeah. like so I, I you know we'll we'll be told what we're told and we're supposed to believe that and just believe that that that. But something inside of me is like mm, I don't know about that. I go back and forth with the memes and the jokes that I've seen because a part of me is this is these were humans and exactly they, and a human life was taken exactly. The other side of me is I can understand people's frustration because it again it just shows the part of society or the humanity of greed. Oh yeah. Um, be like and a, a pissing not, races. Be yeah. Like, Look what I can do with my money. Because one of those guys that went down there was the first man to go up in space with, uh, Elon, right? Yeah. He was, I, he, he I was, don't know. I think he was the oldest yeah. man to go in space. And that, that little piss race just be like, look at all the money that we have, everybody. Yeah. We're just like you. No, and it not. goes, it goes to show just how, I don't, I'm trying to think of a word to use. Some, <gasps> what? We haven't even said hi to everybody. I know. <laughs> <laughs> After I finish my thought, okay. we can introduce okay. ourselves. Um, <laughs> 20 minutes in. Um, how just the audacity mm-hmm. of, that's really the word that I want, is the audacity of someone who has a lot of money thinks that they are qualified to do something that someone has either spent their life doing or went to school or have engineering degrees to go up against the ocean. Like how that, how wealth does not make you successful. It doesn't make you, Uh 
it's not something that will just automatically make you into someone who knows everything in a video that i saw yesterday this girl goes if anything that this shows the people is that even the people with the wealthiest money are not even the smartest no right so you're right yeah so it's it's just shows the ugly side of just humanity with money yeah and what money can do to someone and make how the decisions that they can make with money in mind mm-hmm. it's sad so hey everybody my name's jaren my pronouns are he him <laughs> my name's lars my pronouns are he him and we are your hosts of typically a version podcast welcome happy monday happy pride month happy pride month did y'all have a nice happy hot daddy's day how was your daddy's day it was it was okay i didn't i didn't do anything okay i would... I, I reached out to dad and said that i love him and happy father's day but that was a okay. not much not much going on okay unfortunately okay it sucks having a dad that lives an hour and a half away i get it yeah i get it um i went north to go see my dad and uh terry and my sister and spent about two hours there and i was pretty tired and um my they found out i wasn't going to talk to them about my mental health or anything while i was up there because it's not you know, mm-hmm. but I did mention that, like, I was like, I need a nap. I'm tired, been exhausted physically, mentally. Mm-hmm. And then um, Monday's episode came out. And um, I, again, actually, by the way, anybody that reached out to me and those of you who did reach out to me to check in on me, I appreciate it. Thank you. Oh, I'm still depressed. Okay. Still just another day. Still living. But like, you know, the first 20 minutes of that was all funny and silly because like I can still do that. Yeah. But again, deep down my heart, still sad, but I'm all right. We're getting there one day at a time. Anyways, how you doing? How's your mental health? (laughs) How was your summer solstice? Summer solstice was fine. I mean, again, like, obviously, I completely, that just went right by me. It's all right. It was lightened. The sun was up until, like, past nine o'clock last night. Yeah, which is nice. Beautiful. Especially when you're doing homework late at night. Yeah. It doesn't feel so bad when you're like there until like midnight. Oh God, that that's like real college living. Oh yeah. I'm good. I'm good with it. I'm so good um, about it. Nothing really to report about Summer Souls does, which is that's exciting. I'm glad Summer's officially here. Work today went really well. It was a little chaotic, like I said, but t- there was just something in the air, like the team was all on the same page and like that the flow that, that flow, that vibe that I used to know was mm-hmm. there and it was just it was nice. Good. I can't say much on the podcast about where you where work, I work, what but, you do. I know. Yeah. It's okay. But um Larry's worked for a coffee shop. It's all you guys need to know. It's <laughs> all we can say. And I've been there for a while. <laughs> been there for nine years. <laughs> um but that was really, really nice and refreshing. Like my water. Yes. Also my little turds of my dogs um found a way to escape out of the oh, fence chasing bunnies. it was i don't i don't think it was there was ever a rabbit there's rabbits in the yard but i don't think that's what made them get out because we just got a new fence about six months ago uh-huh. maybe six months ago who knows i don't remember time is non-existent to me right now right because we can't stain it till next year one of the bottom boards that is right at the the bottom by the the ground <laughs> I can't, I don't know how to explain the, it. The, gr- the ground level portion of yes, the, the fence. Yes, the fence. Part of that broke off on uh, one of the, the planks. Yeah. And they have been getting out of that hole. Oh. I found it. Oh. I fixed it. But that's how they were getting out. Toad got out last night before we went to bed. And he went on the road that's adjacent, this one right here. Uh-huh. Almost got hit by a car. 
Jenny had a fucking panic attack. Oh, Jen. And I was out there with my flashlight. He came right to me, but like that, they got out twice in one day last night while I was doing homework. Is this on the neighbor's side yes. with the new neighbors? Yeah. Do you think they're... I don't think it was them. Okay. Because... Have you found the piece? Yeah. On inside your yard? It was pushed out. Okay. So I think the boys may have done something to it. Mm. Because the people that are there sometimes have a dog. Uh-huh. And that dog used to get aggressive towards the fence because it could hear cabbage and toad and so yeah. it would like cabbage and kind toad. of like hit the fence yeah but that that dog hasn't been there for for weeks okay so i don't think it was had anything to do with them i think the boys just kind of got we're trying to dig and mm-hmm. i think they might have popped it off but anyway it's it was very scary yeah having your babies get out it's not super busy around this area but like still. you could still they could still get hit they could get picked up because they're so fucking cute they're, Boston's they're, are very high theft dog. Like there's there's still a dog that is running around and there's city city traffic. Yeah. Yeah. But they're really, really good. They came right back when we called them, so it wasn't like they were like, I'm free. <laughs> they're too spoiled though. They wouldn't make it. They'd be like, Where's my bed? It gets really dark dark out. They're like, Where am I where's my where's my bed and my crumpets and my tea? One of them has already <laughs> gotten out and came back home later in the day, right? Yeah. <laughs> Cabbage. cabbage. <laughs> did, was cabbage? Did he used to run down the street when he was a puppy? He got yeah. He got out that one time and it was raining. That's right. And I was running, in my robe, running outside down the street, <laughs> down the street in alleyways, ten thirty at night, yelling <sighs> cabbage. People probably were gonna about call the <laughs> people were probably got about ready to call the police. <laughs> God, that was terrifying. <laughs> My naked neighbor is running through the back alley screaming cabbage in his robe. I think somebody needs to go do a wellness check on him. Yeah, <laughs> That was scary. For us, for Jenny and I, that's like somebody losing their toddler. Of course. You know, like, of course. Yeah. If, if, oh my God, if Dozer, oh. Yeah. I, what, am I, what am I doing? I can't even come up with a word. I, because I, it's so scary. I know, and it's just like at the same time, I know him. Yeah, he's been in my life for eleven years. He, when he has ran outside of an area that he was allowed to be in, he didn't get very far mm-hmm. because I think he's afraid of like being away from me. Yeah, when he was a puppy, like he went, he still doesn't let me out of his sight. You know? Yeah. So, like, if he ran down the street, he'd probably look back and be like, "Oh, you're not. Like, I can't see you. I got to go back home." Yeah. But uh, yes, if if I had a dog that was silly enough, <laughs> they do run away from strangers. Like we've we've seen that happen, where people have been like taking walks, and a couple times they got out and they're like, "Come here, cabbage," because they're like, "Is that your dog?" We're like, "Yeah, can you just please try to grab him?" And the cabbage just is like, "Shoot, shoot, uh, uh-uh. uh," and he runs away. Zig-zagging. And I'm like, "Oh, because but we like train soccer. them like stranger danger. Like you do, like you do not go to That's a stranger. My purse. I don't know you. Yeah, like." That's not mama daddy. You don't don't go there. <laughs> That's not my daddy. I'm not and going. Run there. away and they're fast too. Oh, you will damn. not catch them. They'll go through your legs. They'll jump over your head. <laughs> 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 they'll eat, they'll eat your crumpets and tea. If you yeah. Know. That's what they expect when they get home every night. Look up and see tea in my little bed. Oh my god! When I, anytime <laughs> I see Lars and Jenny and their two dogs in the car, they the two of them they are so wild. They're so happy. I know that's amazing and like don't I'm, I'm like 
Dozer is like pushing 70 something pounds. Mm -hmm. So, and that's one dog. He would eat them. Well, he would eat their nephews. I I feel like he would, (laughs) I feel like he would treat them like Nicholas's cats treat um, mice. They just play with them. Yeah, maybe. Until they're dead. I don't think it would be, I I don't think it would be like a, I'm here to kill. It's just, I'm here to play and I'm going to play really rough. Yeah. But then our neighbors are really great because this old man um, got both of them. He said, he was like, I was just at home and they were running around and I grabbed them and they came right to me. And I was like, so my story about stranger danger, obviously we need to do some little, uh, like we need to review that. Well, he recognizes the neighbor. I've never seen this man before. Oh. But he goes, he brought him to my neighbor's house because we didn't, we weren't outside, we were inside. Uh-huh. And Cabbage went to Ron Well, my neighbor. Mm-hmm. So Ron Well had him in the backyard. Mm-hmm. And then Toad, the doorbell rang and I thought it was our grocery order. So I said, thank you. <laughs> and then I look outside and there's a guy with Toad on a leash. And I was like, holy shit. And so I go out there and you I'm hadn't like. Even, you didn't even know that he got out? No. Oh my that's God. The, that's what's scary about it because I didn't even know. And so Ron, I go over there and Ron Well has both of them in this backyard. And he was just like, yeah, they, they were out for about a half hour. And I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? Because I was doing homework and Jenny was cooking. And we just let him out, you know, like outside. Dozer. Relax, not dozer. Cabbage. Yeah, so. I'm thinking about your cousin and I'm saying your name. Shout out to my neighbor. I don't know. I don't remember his name. I think it was John. I think his name was John. But... You got a John too? Yeah, but he's cool. Dear John. He's a really nice guy. He looked. He, he looks at me and he goes, "I don't know how they got out of that fence." He's like, "Cause they're real healthy." <laughs> <laughs> You're right, John. They are real healthy. Toad is a little chunky, but Cabbage is—he's perfectly like he's perfect size for a Boston. He's. I feel he's, like he was the firstborn, and Toad was the runt. Toad was the what because was because he is so small. He's compared. a lot. His head's small. Yeah, compared to cabbage, <laughs> he's he is, so sweet though. Uh, Little toadette. Obviously, my dogs are very important to me. I know they are. That I is, I would never question that by any means. I just think that it is. Once I get talking about them, I just kind of like just I keep rolling. <laughs> but they're just a big part of my life, and I. I know. Thanks for listening, everyone. <laughs> oh my dogs! And if you want to see pictures of his dogs. I'll make him post pictures. Oh, I could do a little video of Toad and Kibbage. Yeah. And put on TikTok. (laughs) Well, do we have anything else we want to talk about before we get into today's topic? What's your mental health? Or actually, you asked me, and then I'll ask you, unless you don't want to. Oh, I did ask you. I'm at an eight. Okay, good. That's all I have to say. Okay. When I had mentioned that... Uh, when I had said thank you to the people who had reached out and I said, still depressed another day, we're getting through it still there. Mm-hmm. But again, like I can be funny. So like, I don't get it. <laughs> oh, I know what I'm grieving now. Okay. And, and mourning okay. a life without that incident of September. Yeah. A life without those memories and that event and all of the pain that has surfaced and the traumatic scar that mm-hmm. is on my soul. That's when I'm mourning. And I like clicked the other day and I was like, that's it. Okay. So, but at least I know what it is. Does that bring you some relief? A little bit. Cause it gets yeah. better every day, but still. Yeah. It's still there. Yeah. Okay, everybody. 
We <laughs> <laughs> put some giggles in there before we move on. I'm excited for what we're going to talk about today. Okay, so what the reason why... Okay. I specifically waited until this week's... This particular week's episode for this to come out. For us to talk about this. Because of the date that this episode is coming out. Uh, the day that this is coming out is on the 26th of June. That is the last Monday of the month. And we're going to be talking about Stonewall because um, that happened at the end of June. I don't know why I'm saying it like that. I almost said July because that happened at the end of June into the beginning of July. So y'all have this whole week to celebrate and remember what happened 54 years ago. Mm -hmm. And there's more behind it too. So uh, this is from history.com. The Stonewall riots. Oh, this is directly from the site. The Stonewall Riots, also called the Stonewall Uprising, began in the early hours of June 28, 1969, when New York City police raided the Stonewall Inn, which is a gay club located in Greenwich Village in New York City. Mm -hmm. Okay. The raid sparked a riot amongst bar patrons and neighborhood residents as police roughly hauled employees and patrons out of the bar, leading to six days of protest and violent clashes with law enforcement outside of the bar on Christopher Street in neighboring streets and in nearby Christopher Park. Um, the Stonewall riots served as a catalyst for the gay, right movement, gay rights movements in the U.S. and around the world. So if yes. there's anything that Americans can truly be proud of... <laughs> it's the Stonewall riots. It's the Stonewall riot. And when we say things like, uh, you shouldn't sexualize your predators because like men in uniform is like such a sexy thing. We get it. But we're talking about like the police mm -hmm. and the way that they have historically i'm not i'm just saying there are facts historically abusing their power mm -hmm. okay uh can i give you some back history first yes please okay so um there were in the 1960s the proceedings and decades were not becoming were not welcoming times for the lesbian gay and bisexual and transgender americans as we know for instance solicitation of same-sex relations was illegal in the city of new york new york city for such reasons the lgbtq well okay so throughout this whole thing they are not saying lgbtqia plus so i am going to add all of that in Heard. For such reasons, LGBTQIA plus individuals flocked to gay bars and clubs, places of refuge where they could express themselves openly and socialize without worry. Again, like we've talked about in previous episodes, the uh, Molly House. Yes. Okay. So mm -hmm. like underground speakeasy type kind of bars. Mm -hmm. um, however, the New York Liquor Authority penalized and shut down establishments that served alcohol to known or suspected LGBTQIA plus individuals, arguing that the mere gathering of homosexuals was, quote, disorderly. Like a disorderly house. Like a disorderly house. Oh, um, back to last week's episode, I did look up the word disorderly, and um, I forgot the definition already, but it's not a patient. It is somebody that works at the hospital. I think they, they prescribe medications or something. Oh, <laughs> got it. Got it. <laughs> when I was listening to that episode on Monday, because I always listen to our episodes Monday morning and download them, guys, because that's what you can do to help support us. I was listening to it while I was making breakfast and I was like, all right, Jaren, we're going to look up that word. Disorderly. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks to activists' efforts, and we will name some here soon, these regulations were overturned in 1966, and the LGBTQ plus I, LGBTQIA plus patrons could then be served alcohol. But engaging in gay behavior in public, like holding hands, kissing, or dancing with someone of even the same sex, 
was still illegal, so police harassment of gay bars continued and many bars still operated without liquor licenses, in part because they were owned by the mafia. Wait, 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 wait. Gay people couldn't have alcohol? Well, you... <laughs> I mean... You give, you give him one margarita and he's going to spread his legs, Lars. <laughs> you give him two margaritas and he's going to give you some head. <laughs> okay? So, let's let's go back for a second. Okay. You said something about holding hands in public, but before that, there was something about al- alcohol. Um, yes, that they could not be served alcohol. In bars? Period. Gay people? Correct. What if, the absolute fuck? And if you were caught giving them alcohol, if you were caught, if you were caught giving the gays libations, then anywhere in New York, you're penalized, shut down. What the fuck? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Why is that, that is so the funny? Most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. I know. Anyway, it was the sixties. This is literally. I, I know. I, th- these I know are literally that, the years like, that our parents were born. Well, at least I, my parents. I know, but that to me just sounds petty. So fucking backwards that I can't even. Well, okay. So, like, <laughs> think about this. Think, think about it like this. Okay, if you're looking at bars and liquor establishments, you're looking at it as like a watering hole for right. what for what it's going to bring. Which means you're going to have more of that same kind of person, or like, say, like out in the african safari or like <laughs> you know those particular animals yeah you're gonna have them congregate and they're all gonna get to meet each other and they're gonna do what they want so if you okay. remove if you remove the alcohol i understand then you know they it's it's harder for it because they were the location for where they would meet each other because they're not <laughs> they're because you could safely do it in a bar that is so funny to me because they're just like just just don't serve them alcohol and then they won't be gay no, don't serve them alcohol, and they won't be—they won't attend—they won't be around each other. That's what I mean. Like he said, that, they won't be gay. They won't be gay. They'll still that's, be gay. That's their—that is, but that is their like—that's their mindset. That's their—that's how they're thinking this through, and it's just—it blows my mind. I'm sorry, I did not mean to re-derail, re-derail you. No, it's okay. That just really caught me off guard. Okay, okay. <laughs> so most gay bars and clubs in the New York at the time were operated by the mafia. Okay, hell yeah, and who paid, <laughs> but. They paid corruptible police officers to look the other way okay. and blackmailed wealthy gay patrons by threatening to, quote, out them. Kind of like back at the Molly house. Okay, yeah. I see. History repeats itself. Okay, Mafia. Can I have you do me a favor? What? You're breathing heavily into the mic. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> Breathe away. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Spe- speak into the mic. Breathe away. Okay. Got it. <laughs> I'm getting all riled up. Like, <laughs> Here's some brief history on the gay rights before Stonewall. Okay, so we're we're building up to all of this night. Okay. okay. The first documented US gay rights organization called the Sobriety the Society, the Society for Human Rights, SHR, was founded in 1924 by Henry Gerber, a German in- immigrant. Police raids forced them to disband in 1925, but not before they had published several issues of their newsletter, quote, Friendship and Freedom, the country's first gay interest letter newsletter. America's first lesbian rights organization, the Daughters of Bilitis, B-I-L-I-T-I-S, was formed in San Francisco on September 21st of 1955. So that's why oh, wow. that's why LGBTQ plus IA, IA plus, that's why L is the first letter in the whole thing. Pop off, lesbians. In 19, <laughs> 1966, three years before Stonewall, members of the 
Matashin Society, an organization dedicated to gay rights, staged a sip-in where they openly declared their sexuality at taverns, daring staff to turn them away and assuming establishments who did. Because again, like if you were caught serving somebody who was out, out of the closet, they could get in a lot of trouble. When the Commission on Human Rights ruled that gay individuals had the right to be served in bars, police raids were temporarily reduced. Okay, temporarily. Okay, so um, so here's some information on the Stonewall Inn itself. Okay. okay. The crime syndicate saw profit in catering to shunned gay clientele, and by the mid-1960s, the Genovese crime family, again, a mafia family, controlled most Greenwich Village gay bars. So again, like uh, kind of like a, a corporate um, corporate pride. Okay, like, oh, you you got money. We'll we'll find a way to get your money. Okay, we'll find a get we'll find a way to give you what you want. Well, I mean, it's the mafia. That's their business. Right. And at, and even then, like, at least it was a place for that for these people to still congregate and find each other and be with each other and be themselves. Correct. At least they were giving them that space. Correct. Um, in 1966, they purchased the Stonewall Inn, which was a, quote, straight bar and a restaurant, cheaply mm. renovated it and reopened it the next year as a gay bar. Stonewall Inn was registered as a type of private, quote, bottle bar, which did not require a liquor license because patrons were supposed to bring in their own liquor. So they're serving themselves. So this was like ways that oh, they're getting around this. Mm-hmm. All right. Club attendees had to sign their names in a book upon entry to maintain the club's false exclusivity. The Genovese family bribed the New York's the New York City's six police precinct in to ignore the activities occurring within the club. Uh, without police interference, the crime family would cut costs and how they saw fit. So it really was not like a very well put together or even a safe place for people to be. The club lacked a fire exit. Ooh. Running running water behind the bar to wash glasses. Ooh. I know. Clean toilets that didn't um, routinely overflow and palatable drinks that weren't watered down beyond recognition. <clears throat> mm. um, what's more, the mafia reported reportedly blackmailed the club's wealthier patrons who wanted to keep their sexuality a secret. So now we're taking advantage of the community. Right. Hey, like we'll give this to you, but then also, oh, hey, look, there's Father John over there. Which is not out of the norm for a mafia. Right. At least they're like sticking to their principles. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry. It's okay. (laughs) Nonetheless, Stonewall Inn quickly became an important Greenwich Village institution. It was a, it was large and relatively cheap to enter. It welcomed drag queens who received a bitter reception at the gay bars and clubs. And, um, and it was a nightly home for many runaways and homeless gay youths who panhandled or shoplifted to afford the entry fee. And it was one of the few, if not only gay bar left that allowed dancing. Okay. So again, like we're we're given they've they were given a place to do everything that they wanted by whatever book that the 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 city wanted and you know the mafia is taking money from both ends and they're keeping they're taking advantage of people on both ends as well. Raids were still a fact of life, but usually corrupt cops would tip off mafia run bars before they occurred, allowing owners to stash the alcohol, which again, sold without a liquor license is going to get you in a lot of trouble and hide other illegal activities. In fact, the NYPD had stormed Stonewall in just a few days before the riot inducing raid. When police raided Stonewall Inn on the morning of June 28th, it came as a surprise that the bar wasn't actually tipped off this time. Armed with a warrant, police officers entered the club, roughed up patrons, and finding bootlegged alcohol arrested 13 people, including employees, people violating the state's gender-appropriating clothing statute. So, like we're seeing today in some states where, like, you can't even—a 
anybody cannot be dressing in the clothing attire that is assigned to their gender. So again, female officers would take suspected cross-dressing patrons to the bathroom to check their sex. So this is like the bathroom ban right now. Like, mm. well, I don't want you in the bathroom with my daughter. You should be in the bathroom with um, your assigned gender. Okay, but then I don't want you fucking in here. Show me what's in between your pants. I want I so I can tell you where you're supposed to go. Mm. So like we're, we're 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 starting to cross some sexually harassing Mm -hmm. lines okay Mm -hmm. fed up with constant police harassment and social discrimination angry patrons and neighborhood residents hung out hung around outside of the bar rather than disperse becoming increasingly agitated as the events unfolded and people were aggressively manhandled at one point an officer hit a lesbian over the head as he forced her into the police van she shouted to onlookers to act inciting the crowd to begin throw pennies bottles cobblestones and other objects at the police Within minutes, a mind-blown riot involving hundreds of people began. The police, a few prisoners, and a village voice writer barricaded themselves inside the bar, which the mob attempted to set on fire after breaching the barricaded repeatedly. The fire department and a riot squad were eventually able to douse the flames, rescue those inside Stonewall, and disperse the crowd. But the protests, sometimes involving thousands of people, continued in the area for five more days, flaring up at one point after the village voice published its account of the riots. That's incredible. I, I think that's the part that most people don't remember or don't think about when they think about Stonewall is that it lasted for a few days. It wasn't just like a... It wasn't a one-time... It wasn't yeah, a one-night thing. It, was, no. it lasted for a second. No. Um, people started taunting the officers, yelling pigs and copper, <laughs> <laughs> throwing pennies at them, followed by bottles. Some of the crowd slashed the tires of the police off vehicles. I know. Dang, they as, were all out. as the mob grew, NYPD officers retreated into Stonewall, barricading themselves inside. Oh my goodness. Ah, two, trans- two transgender women of color, Marsha P. Johnson and Sylvia Rivera. Hell yeah. Were said to have resisted arrest and among those who threw bottles or bricks or stones at the police those two ladies are very important because not only were they at the stonewall in riots marcia p johnson was a black transgender woman and revolutionary lgbtq plus ia plus ia lgbtqia plus rights activist um, she later after all of this established the street transvestite which is now transgender action revolutionary also known as stars which was a group committed to helping homeless transgender youth in new york city Sylvia rivera was a latin american drag queen who became the most radical gay and transgender activist in the 1960s and the 70s yes uh... as co-founder of the gay liberations front rivera was also known for participating in the stonewall riots establishing the political organization star um, again the street transgender action revolutionaries after the stonewall riots a message was painted on the outside on the boarded up bar reading we homosexuals plead without without people to please help maintain peaceful and quiet contact of the streets of the village the sign was written by the matashin society again an early 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 organize early organization dedicated to fighting for gay rights some more history with the issues with police in the 1940s, 50s, and 60s, LGBTQIA plus people were regularly arrested for violating what, be- violating what became known as the Three Article Rule, or the Three Peace Law. 
this rule stipulated that a person was required to wear at least three gender-appropriate articles of clothing to avoid arrest for cross-dressing. It was referenced everywhere, including in reports about arrest in Greenwich Village and in the weeks and months leading up to the 1969 Stonewall riots. The problem is the law technically never existed. Instead, accounts suggested that police generally used old, often related laws to tar- target LGBTQIA plus people. In New York, a law commonly used against the community dates back to 1845 and was originally intended to punish rural farmers who had taken to dressing like Native Americans to fight off tax dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking white people. Oh, my God, that is some good... Right that there. was some tea, man. Actually, I can't believe that. White people dressing up as Native Americans. Yeah, I'm not Natives surprised. To avoid paying some fines. The police of NYPD later did eventually um, write in a letter of apology, but it wasn't until the 50th year anniversary. Holy shit. Um, quote, the actions taken by NYPD were wrong, plain and simple. That's all it said. And NYPD commissioner... Uh, James Peel O'Neill was the one who had sent the letter. That started the gay rights movement throughout the world. Yeah, because that was enough. Mm-hmm. That was too, they crossed the line of how they treated those people. Yep. And the brick comes in like as a symbol of of pride because there's you know that that story of mm-hmm. a brick being thrown and that was kind of like, all right, this is a riot now. Yes, we're gonna fight back. And yes. I painted Jaren and Nicholas a brick, and I gave it to them. He did, yeah. And it sits pride. out. It sits out front of our house. Mm-hmm. Um, there was uh, the Fort Wayne Aid. What is it called? Positive Resource Connections here mm-hmm. in Fort Wayne does their um, AIDS benefit every year, and every year there's like an auction, and they had on the auction. I couldn't afford to buy it, but it was um, a couple bricks from the first gay bar in fort wayne oh wow and i wanted to buy those because when you painted those bricks for us i was like oh my god i want to do more bricks give those to some people that i love Mm -hmm. um again didn't have the money at the time hopefully those will be up again this year if uh there are more bricks to be given that's cool i like that yeah it's a good idea um i do apologize i don't know I do not have... I can always look that up. That's just... That's more probably some digging that you'd have to do. Because I'm just curious of, like, we have the riot. The bar was obviously closed down for a bit. Because I'm just curious as to, like, what... If the mafia, again, like, reopened or if they walked away because they weren't... If they were, like, worried about that happening again. If they think they were going to lose money or, like, get... In June uh, 28th, 29th, the Stonewall reopened. Supporters gathered. Police beat and tear-gassed the crowds. So they, they, they tried to keep it open. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, so between uh, June 28th and the 29th, the Stonewall did stay remain open. Um, despite having been torn apart by the cops, the Stonewall didn't open themselves before dark the next night. Though it wasn't serving alcohol, more and more patrons, supporters showed up chanting slogans like gay power and we shall overcome. So then June 29th to the 1st of July, um, Stonewall becomes gathering point for LGBTQIA plus activists. So again, people are continuously migrating. Mm-hmm. They're hanging around. And then on July the 2nd, gay activist protest newspaper is when it was put in the coverage. Okay. Nope. Gay activist protest newspaper coverage was then um, printed okay. in response to the village voice coverage of the riots, which referred to the forces of faggotry. I love that word. Me too. Only because we can use it. Maggotry. 
Um, did you just call yourself a faggot? Yeah, so when straight cis people like you say it doesn't hurt my feelings. Right. Uh, protesters swarmed outside the paper's office. Some called the burning of burning the building down when the police pushed back. Rioting started again, but lasted only a short time conducted by midnight. The New York Daily News was resorted to homophobic slurs in the detailed coverage running the headline, Homo Nest Raided Queen Bees Are Stinging Mad. You're right, they are. Yes. Meanwhile, the New York Times wrote only sparingly for the whole event, printing a short article on page 22 on June 30th titled Police Again, Riot Village Youths. And then in 1970 was the first Pride Parade set off from Stonewall. I have so many questions. I'm just going to I'm going to I'm going to deep dive myself cuz I have so many questions about like did they have another warrant that lasted more than one like more than one raid? Oh, you're trying to get into like specifics. Yeah, stuff. like I want to know. Like I do not know. Which is that's fine, but I'm going to deep dive myself into that because I want to know that. So you can go piss all over precinct 6. Yeah, because I want to know what authority they had to be there more than one day. Mm. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, what made them just like camp out there, and why were they? Tr- why were they like literally pulling apart this building when it wasn't theirs? You know what I mean? Like, obviously, I think I know why, but like maybe I'm expecting a part of a generation to uphold like legal stature when it wasn't back then. Like, they just were gonna do what they were gonna do. It didn't matter. You know what I mean? Oh well, yeah, because the cops back then and through other I mean gen- and through other generations never change. Right, yeah. they, I mean, you are to enforce the law, but you are not the law. You're right. What a concept. So, and again, like, I am not saying anything bad about any specific person or any specific individual out there. Um, I still think that Black Lives Matter, though. Yes. Uh, yes. Not Blue Lives. <laughs> <laughs> That's the tea. <laughs> that's, the- <laughs> that's that's the motherfucking tea. Blue eyes don't matter. It's a it's a job. It's not a life. Anyway, um, because blue lives matter is a, a direct response to Black Lives Matter, which is stemmed from hatred. When Black Lives Matter is stemmed from the fight against oppression, yes, and systemic oppression towards it takes away people of color. It takes away the the vidil- the vidility it it completely discredits it mm-hmm. yes yeah um so well thank you for all that information <laughs> about stonewall you're welcome uh i i last minute uh decided that we were going to want to read some pride stories for you guys and i when i decided like i was like oh, i think we should do this by then it was too late to go back into the episode edit it to say hey we're doing stories and we're talking like this was two days ago that i came up with this next year we'll do better because i would love to hear some pride stories however we did get one great we did get one so thank you to this anonymous individual i really appreciate it she has asked that to remain anonymous which is totally okay okay so uh titled podcast story hey lovelies so i'll share the absolute horror of a coming out i had Picture this. I was 13 and MySpace was all the rage. My mom was a single mom and I was an asshole. So I had to come (laughs) up with some creative punishments on occasions. Well, one summer day, I did something 13-year-old me would do. Can't remember for the life of me. Sure, it was probably along the lines of mouthing off. And my punishment was 
I had to stay at the night at my uncle's house, probably the only male figure in my life that I was even afraid of. He was strict, but I was I was so thankful for him. Usually he made me watch boring shows with him and wasn't allowed to hang out with my cousins. The next morning I woke up thinking everything was fine and dandy. Ha! My mom was out in the living room talking with my uncle. I was made to log onto my MySpace account, which was reflecting on the TV screen in front of my mom and uncle and my cousins. The last of my punishment consisted of having to open and read all of my private messages out loud while they read along. And that is when they found messages with the first girl I had ever liked and discovered I was bisexual. I I proceeded to be lectured for a good hour or so after that, saying I was too young and confused and didn't know what I was talking about. When I went home, my mom called my grandma and her friends through the day to talk about how humiliating it was for her. And that's how my family found out that I was gay. That's awful. That is awful. I'm so sorry that that happened to you. Yes, uh, anonymous messenger. That is awfully terrible. That is very terrible. Not to discredit her, but I have a very similar situation. I had a very similar situation. It was um, taken from you. Uh, uh, like coming out. Being forced out, yes. Yeah. But all of the times leading up to it, the time that I told somebody that I was friends with in confidence that I was gay, and then he and his mom showed up at my parents' house, um to have this two hour discussion with him and his parent and his mom about what it meant to be gay and all of these things and accusations that he was making that weren't true. Like he was like, when now that I know this about Jaron, but when like he talks to me and he we're in the gym locker room and he's talking to me, it makes me really uncomfortable because he's looking at me. And I was like, because I'm talking to you. Like I am in no way attracted to you. We're we're fifth grade. Fifth grade. And then my dad took me into another room and we had this like several hour discussion and whatever. I denied it Um, because again, I was afraid. Right. Mm -hmm. So, because at this time I was, we were at private school. And then in the seventh grade, I had been, I think this was before I found out about porn, but Mm -hmm. I was, I shouldn't have been doing this, but I was on like gaydating.com trying to like get dick pics from guys Mm -hmm. pretending to be an adult. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Luckily for those men, nobody had ever even sent me anything because if it had been found out that I was a minor, like I would have been in trouble. Right. So, um, I had, this is so embarrassing. Um, (laughs) I had heard the term hung like a mammoth on like a sci-fi show. (laughs) recently and so i was like messaging guys and i was like i like when they're hung and i couldn't spell i didn't know how to spell the word mammoth but i could spell the word elephant and so i said elephant and (laughs) i left the tabs open on my mom's computer so we were at my dad's going to drop off like our um suitcases and stuff because we would I, we didn't have clothes at both houses. It was just easier to have everything at one place and yeah. then just pack a, pack a suitcase right. for his visitation. So um, I was like, hey, dad, like, I don't even know why I would even ask him if it's okay because he was driving us and I, sh- I could have just went and did it. But anyway, I was like, hey, is it okay if I just like check my email really quick? And he was like, I just, I think it's time for that I just get you to school. And I was like, yeah, I just, I, I just want to check my email really quick. And he was like, no, like forget about your email. You can do it when you get home from school. So had I gotten onto the computer, I would have been able to close that out. Yeah. I would have seen it and closed it out. Right. But I didn't. And later that day, 
our mom, she um, she's home when we get home from school. But as soon as I get home, she's like, I'm going to go see your grandma. I'm going to go talk to your grandma for a, a little bit. And I was like, oh, like, what are you doing? And she's like, I'm, I'm just meeting her for like coffee. And I was like, oh, like, can I go? Like, that sounds like fun. I want to see your grandma. And she was like, no, you have to stay here with your sister. She had printed out those messages and went and talked to her mom to figure out what to do because she was so upset and scared that my dad would find out. And because she was worried that my dad was going to be mad at her because she was so soft and, and gentle with me. Like as if the way that she raised me was going to make me gay. Oh my God. Right. And instead of talking to me about this, she goes and talks to her mom about this. Uh, I get, I get, I get caught I deny it, deny it. Mm-hmm. I get caught looking at gay porn. I deny it, I deny it. Mm-hmm. And then later in the eighth grade, on September twentieth of whatever that year was, it was my, it was her, my, it was her second husband's fortieth birthday is when I was outed. So like, I mean, you <laughs> Jesus. And, and then she, what is it? What do, what do these letters mean, Jared? Do you love him? Yes, mom. I I'm gay. And then she stormed out of the house, and left and then didn't speak to me for the rest of the evening because she was so worried about how it's going to come on to her god so that's that's my trio of coming out stories happy pride month everybody (laughs) i came out as queer to my mother on mother's day (laughs) (laughs) i'm not even making this up you and me and mother's day they just don't get along yeah i don't really have a coming out story because what did you just you were like my parents my mother always had an inclination. Uh-huh. My f- my dad understood that I felt different, uh-huh. and but never made me feel any certain way about it. Okay, except for one time, but that's a whole other can of worms. Okay, but yeah, so I don't I don't really have like a coming out story where I sit my parents down and I'm like I'm gay oh, or I'm queer. Yeah, it was it was something always traumatic that happened. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because you're either, yeah. I like that you're traumatized. Traumatized me, like me. Yeah. And baby, that makes you cool. Yeah. No. Well, I mean, like that's whoever. Like, if you have a, a story where you sit down with your parents and it goes well, I'm so happy for you. Oh, I'm like, but, I'm but so I don't. Happy. But I don't know what that's like. I have no idea what that's like. I'm gonna be really honest. Part of me gets a little jealous that I didn't get to have. that. Oh yeah, me too. I'm like, God, why couldn't I have had that? Or why do you get to have that and I don't? But you know what? We all share a lot of common interests mm-hmm. and some sort of coming out trauma. Yeah, connects a lot of us together. The whole purpose of continuously saying gay, protecting trans youth, looking mm-hmm. out for the younger future generations is so that. One day somebody can just come home and say, this is my boyfriend, my girlfriend, this is my partner. And it doesn't matter. And it doesn't matter. Yeah. Just like as if in a a cis straight household, one of the kids comes home and says, this is my opposite gender person that I'm seeing. I told, I told my mom that Jenny and I were together. Okay. And that was like how I was saying, like, I am who I am and this is it. And my mom, she was right about one thing, though, because mm-hmm. she would always say, I think you're bi, I think you're bi, I think you're bi, mm-hmm. which I am. I identify as bisexual now. Okay. But <laughs> I'm going to give her, that's all I give her. <laughs> that's the only thing I give her when it comes to my sexuality or my my queer journey. But yeah, so. <laughs> so happy Pride Month, everybody. Happy Pride, y'all. 
Thank you to the anonymous listener that uh, sent in her story. We really yes, appreciate thank it. Thank you. Uh, in the future, next year, we will be doing this again. Hell yes. We want some stories. We, I, mean, I want funny shit. I, if you got a horror story and you want it to- said, want a trauma dump on us? Yeah, please. Hey, trauma dump. Dump that booty. Ooh, <laughs> dump truck. Drop them peaches. Drop them peaches from Peach, the farm. Peach. All right, so there may be a weird jump cut there because uh, my MacBook decided it didn't want to record anymore. It wanted to sleep. It wanted to go to sleep. So uh, we were talking about dropping peaches on the farm. And um, <laughs> and then I just heard, that's the good thing I had these micro- this microphone on. Um, so, not microphone. Good thing I had these headphones on. Your headphones on. So I could on. have heard yep. that. Um, so yeah, everybody, uh, uh, funny stories. I mean, hookup stories. Tell us, I grinder stories oh my god i i am I so know. happy to be in a monogamous closed relationship because i ugh, i mean not mm-hmm. that like being single means that you have to be on those apps but like that's the, the drama that's that that is where the drama is and also like people in different areas of the world i just i'm like your interaction with people that you're talking to is so different than the interactions i've had it is the that what you're talking about that is funny and like what happens here in little tiny midtown mid city mid-sized city fort wayne i'm like this is boring fuck except one time there was one guy and i he had i because i first got grinder when it was like version 1.1 okay so like (laughs) i'm gonna act like i know what you're talking about okay well again uh I know what Grinder is. Right. It it but. is it is the start of online app dating with geolocation to let you know where people are yeah. and how close they are. With pictures and scrolling and uh, scruff gave people the left and right swiping ability. Mm-hmm. Anyway, more gay history. <laughs> <laughs> right. At some point during the whatever years that I had been like, we always download it, delete it. it, it it's common for gays to download it, delete it, download it, delete it. Mm-hmm. And that was what I'd always been doing. And there was one guy on there whose profile picture was the same for like six years straight. And I finally called him out and I was like, hey, I, I just want to let you know, like your profile picture has not changed in like this many years. And, <laughs> and I was like, I'm starting to begin that you don't even look like that at all. Yeah. Like that's not possible for you to still look like this. And he was, Oh, I never even thought about it. Thanks for letting me know. And I was like, you're welcome. Is he old? No, I don't. I don't know. I was. That's like an old person thing. I was in my early mid twenties, and I mean, he definitely was like five, ten plus years older. But either way, yeah, that was the only time I ever had one of those. LOL, this is funny situations. Yeah. Just because Pride Month is over doesn't mean you still have to have it. You still can't have it in your heart. Yeah. Allyship and um, accomplice. Accomplices, not allies. Uh We need accomplices. Yep. Um, even either of those two intensities of allyship, whether you're, whether it is whatever it is for you, we need that year round, and it needs to continue. And not only for queer people, but all marginalized communities that are oppressed and yes. some and have a history of being oppressed. Yes, history of being oppressed. Not this new age middle white man. I'm oppressed because I can't sexually harass my wife that i've been married to for several years right that is not oppression right that is if anything that is protection on women also and if you're a christian you are not oppressed 
because I've heard that recently. And you cut that shit out. Again, you're free. You've, <laughs> you've been free to do whatever you want for a really long time. Long ass fucking time. And I'm not saying you can't do it. I'm just saying it doesn't get pushed in my face. Luckily, the people that are in my life that are like church going, I think at this point they know, like, don't bring it up. And like, that's fine. If, I, if I'm going to ask how it is, that's fine. But mm-mm, they, mm-hmm. don't, they don't bring it up. And not that, anyway, whatever. That makes me sound like I'm being a child. No, it doesn't. You're right. It doesn't. Because then it's like, well, you don't go around being like, I'm gay. But you do talk about your relationship with these people. But also at the same time, like, just because you're in a relationship, they're not coming at you trying to get you to like read the Bible or go to church or anything. Like, right. They know. They're like, they they don't, nobody asks me to go anymore. And I'm like, good. Yeah. Good. I'm Again, I'm sure there are good churches out there. Just not for me. Yeah. So yep. say, say gay. Drink your water. Protect protect trans kids protect trans kids at all right at all right at all cost smash the system sis system system stay queer as fuck you are beautiful stay radical now i'm just reading stickers on my (laughs) tell me that you're gay without telling me you're gay stay queer stickers on my water bottle so happy pride month you guys we appreciate we hope you enjoyed the four-part series of pride month and obviously like you'll see us next monday but i hope you guys enjoyed and uh, let us know what you think. Honestly, yes. God, please support us. Uh, we love you. If you want to support us, uh, hit us up, email us, uh, follow us on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook. We don't do Twitter. Uh, we don't do Twitter. Twitter gets me in trouble. Well, we don't like the Musk. <laughs> <laughs> Speak for yourself. I like musky things. The Elon. Oh, well, we don't like Elon, no. We don't like the Elon. Anyway. Do weird. Have, what else do we have to say? <laughs> We love you guys. <laughs> Toe tap. <laughs> Toe tap. We love you. We'll see you next Monday. <laughs> Tell me you love them. I told him like three times I love you so fucking much. So fucking much at heart. Don't make me get my kissles out. <laughs> All right, guys. We're out. Until next time. Bye. Bye.